This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seeley here, and it's betting weekly game bet match. And for the final time at the US Open 2023, I am joined by our WTA tennis handicapper, Roy Girani. Rory, the last time we spoke, we were full of optimism, we were full of hope, <laughs> aspirations, joy. We had two of the last six. One of them could make the final. We're here in the final, and neither of them got there. The final golf against Zabalenka. Um, how you feeling, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit down, I have to admit. I mean, I, I stayed up to watch both of my outright picks in action, and uh, Marquetta von, von Drosova just... Yeah, injuries. She pulled out of the doubles with an elbow problem. She had a shoulder problem. She just couldn't serve properly uh, against Madison Keys. And when she wasn't serving, she was in the match. But you know, all I think all four of those women's quarterfinals, one player went five love up in the first set in all four of them. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, Vondrausova just yeah injuries. It it didn't happen. Um, and then and then last night. Carolina Mukova again, uh, not helped by. I mean, she played Serana Kirstea with, she had some strapping on her right sort of forearm, sort of wrist area. That became a full on sleeve yesterday. Um, our first set, she was, she just didn't turn up. It was, it was almost embarrassing. And, and one of the things that she's so strong at is, is coming into the net and volleying and, and, that was just first set. It was just non-existent. She went five, one down. Then Goff, then she picked up her game. Goff fell apart. Um, Mukova got it back on serve, four, five serving. And then she threw in the worst service game I think I've ever seen from a player. Um, Goff broke to love and won the set six, four. Then Goff held serve in the opening game in the second set. And then we had the protests, which... Uh, you know, for a tournament that's seen its fair share of incident, this was another one. And one of the protesters glued his feet to the floor. So the players had to go off for an hour. Um, when they came back, thankfully, the tennis improved. I mean, it was much better standard after. But it was it was just very, very disappointing. I mean, you know, that first set, Goff, Goff played all right, but she hit four winners to 12 unforced errors. Mukova, three winners to 16 unforced errors. And in the second set, Mukova had still made 20 unforced errors. It's just, you can't win a match winning, you know, making that many unforced errors. One thing that was quite interesting, I mean, the quality did improve in the second set. Mukova picked up, she came into the net more, played a bit better, still wasn't brilliant at the net. In the penultimate, I think it was the penultimate rally of the match, but it was certainly in the deciding game. There was an amazing rally. It lasted 40 shots, which gives you some idea of the pace we're dealing with here. If it's anything like quick, you do not get a 40-shot rally. We got a 40-shot rally at the right of the business end. And very much slower courts in Goff's favour. That certainly helped mm. her. 
she wasn't brilliant yesterday. That's the thing, though. She really wasn't. Um, but Mukova just just was well below par. So, yeah, a disappointing end. So we had one in the quarters, one in the semis, and uh, none in the final, sadly. A couple of things to pick up from what you mentioned there. Do you think that the one-sided set to do with the heat? I mean, people just sort of get tanking it for the first set. When they go, if they go a double breakdown, thinking, okay, I need to sustain my energy for this set too. Because the heat has played a huge part, especially in the last this second week of uh, of the championship. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, just in those matches, I've seen a couple of those, saw a couple of those quarterfinals and just very, just people who just not, players just not, just not turning up for the first few games could be down to, I mean, obviously during the day it's the heat and in the evening, it's more, more the humidity, um, you know, a bit less heat, but, but the humidity is still high. It's hard to put your finger on it though. It was just, just bizarre. Even, you know, Castillo, who had a great win in the previous round, just, you know, struggling. Ostapenko, you know, knocking out Sviontek and then being bageled by, by Coco Goff. It, um, yeah, it's um, yeah. It, there's been a lot of one-sided sets. Well, there was in, a lot of one-sided sets in the men's draw as well, in the quarterfinals as well. That's why I'm saying it. The, the men's yeah. side was very one-sided as well, especially the first set. And I think the heat is playing a big part here. Obviously, tie breaks and long matches, you need to be at fitness. And in the latter part of the week with the heat, unders betters have been definitely cashing with this heat advantage. So I think a lot of that's to do with the heat. The weather is actually going to cool down for the weekend. It's going to be a bit of rain. It's still going to be humid, but it's still a lot cooler than what it was in the early part of this week. And if you look from the last 16 rounds onwards and the men's in the women's draws, there wasn't many matches that really cashed over. We had that strange match last night with the Madison Keys game where she won the first yeah. set six love and then Sabalenka won seven six seven six, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I think unders betters have, have definitely been getting the money. And I, and I put that down to the heat because in the quarterfinals of a major, you would expect at least a five setters on the men's side or a very tight three set on the women's side. That hasn't been the case. So yeah. I think the heat is definitely a factor. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, obviously when that first set was um, was over, we had that uh, protester. Uh, how did you get back to Madrid so quick? Because I knew you were trying to stop the match and get Mukova through by default. <laughs> but you, you were trying to, how did you unglue your feet yeah, back yeah, to Madrid exactly. on the plane very quickly? It, honestly, it felt like someone, she needed an intervention of some sort in that first set. But it was weird because... She went 5-1 down and then suddenly she played a bit better, but then Goff's level went right down. And it, it was it was it wasn't until after the interruption that you know we saw both players play at something near their best, but it it wasn't a good match. It was a really disappointing match. And 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 as a mook of a fan, as a, you know, it's been going on about her for ages, but you know, it was just it was disappointing to see her not really produce, but you know. Coco Goff played well. She played the big points well in that second set. Um, obviously, she had the crowd behind her. She'll have that in the final. Um, she is, you know, I think I said, at the, you know, at the beginning of the week, in the beginning of the fortnight, she is the form player, and um, she's backed that up. Now, can she do that against Arena Sabalenka in the final? Is is another question. A very different test. Um, a big test for her. She's beaten Sabalenka. I think she's she's leading the head to head. We'll 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 dive into that match a bit later. But uh, yeah, you you can't argue with what she's done. She's beaten some very good players. She's she's had she's had dips. I mean, you know, she she lost a set to Elise Merton. She's had what three three setters so far. She struggled a bit at times yesterday, but I, I think and as well with Sabalenka, I think I don't think you can really argue that you know, the two best players. 
mm. are in the final. I think I think it's fair enough. I just think we need to just touch on before we move on to the final. I think we need to touch on the weather conditions because, as we said, the first part of the week in New York has been sweltering hot. 33, 34 degrees, humidity very, very high. The rain is going to come in now for the remainder of the tournament and into next week. We don't care about next week, but the tournament up through, it's going to be a, a real wet. It's going to be thunder and lightning. So you are looking as though for the women's final, the roof will be closed and the men's and the men's final and the men's semifinals today. Does that change your opinion of the court speed? Does that change your opinion on on, on the factor of on the advantage? Because we at the moment, I feel that the tournament has been slowed down the court specifically for golf in the women's draw and to make it an Alcaraz v Djokovic final, which looks as though they're going to achieve on, on both on both sets. But um, with this rain coming in, does that favour golf or do you think that favours Sabalenka? I think it has to favour Sabalenka mm. with the roof closed. You know, indoor, it's going to be a bit quicker. Those 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 powerful hit, you know, powerful shots from the back of the court are going to be a bit more difficult to get back for golf. So I would say that favors Sabalenka certainly out of the two. I mean, golf has, having said that, golf's played pretty well. I know we kind of associate her with being a slower court player, but in in Cincinnati and in Washington DC, and Washington DC plays reasonably quick. You know, she won both of those tournaments. So I wouldn't say it it hinders golf particularly, but I'd say out of the two, it favours Sabalenka. So it, I don't think it's going to make a massive difference, but I think it will slightly favour Sabalenka having the well, roof closed. Well, let's have a look at some of these odds. Now, these odds are available now with Bet Rivers. The women's final is on Saturday evening. Uh, Sabalenka is the favourite, minus 130 to win her second major this year after winning the Australian Open. Coco Goff has been to a final before, but never won her first. The pressure is going to be on the young American. She's plus 110. The game spread here is one and a half. Sabalenka giving up one and a half is minus 107. Goff is plus one and a half, minus 114. And the total is 22 and a half with over minus 103 and under the favourite at minus 120. Uh, as you said, Rory, uh, they've met five times before. The head-to-head is 3-2 in favour of Goff, but the only meeting this year was in Indian Wells in the quarterfinal, which Zabalenka blew Goff off court, 6-4, six, 6-love. Six, but these are the two informed tennis players on the women's circuit currently. 11-0 on a recent run for Goff and 9-1 uh, and one, uh, for Sabalenka of her only defeat against Mukova in the semi-final of Cincinnati, a tournament which Goff won. So these are the two informed players. Now, the thing about these two players, we all know they've got the talent. We all know they're extremely, you know, Sabalenka's very powerful, lots of unforced errors. Goff is, is probably, I would say, that the all-round better tennis player. But I, I think I think he, both of them have temperament problems. So I think Sabalenka, we know she can have a wobble. We saw, not this year, she's been superb. But last year, in the middle of last season, she lost her way. The season before, she double faulted big crucial points in big matches. Goff already in this tournament was up against it in round one against Sigmund. She struggled against Merton. She struggled against Wozniacki. Um, so this could possibly come down to a mental battle rather than a than a than a uh, than a tennis game as well. And when you consider that Sabalenka has all that support against her in golf, that's uh, is that going to be a positive or a negative for golf having that kind of support behind? That's another question. I mean, it, I know it's I know it's, it's a silly question to say really because she's going to be a positive, but for a, for a young girl like that with all that pressure, we don't know whether she can handle it, and it's going to be a big big occasion for that. So you think it could come down to a mental battle rather than a tennis battle as well? 
I think so, yes. But I think in Sabalenka's favour, I mean, let's look back at last night's mm. wild match against Madison Keys. Keys played absolutely lights out tennis in that first set. I mean, I think it was something like 16 winners to five unforced errors or, you know, it was, it was, she played fantastically well. And there was, you know, you mentioned about the double faults with Sabalenka last year. They reared their head in, in the first set, uh, sorry, 12 winners to five unforced errors. It was Madison Key's first set and Sabalenka three winners to 12 unforced errors. So, you know, Sabalenka not really just wasn't at the races in the first set, but Keys did play very well and she served very well. Different story after that. I mean, Sabalenka found her game, up went the winner count, unforced error count a little bit lower. But, you know, that's her game. She is going to have lots of unforced errors because she she gives the ball an almighty whack. She's trying to hit lots of winners. Usually she's on the right side of the equation. Um, Sabalenka, it was quite funny. I was reading uh, one of the comments on Twitter um, and uh, a Twitter user, I think it's called, I think his uh, Twitter handle is at Anna K forever. I think he's a Russian guy called Oleg. Um, and he tweeted that apparently during the second set, Sabalenka exclaimed to her, to her sort of team, it's something along the lines of, oh, why is, why, why is she playing like this in a semi-final? Because we know Sabalenka has an issue in semi-finals. Before last night, she'd lost five out of six. And she was saying, this is a joke. You know, she, why, why is she suddenly playing this well in a semi-final? I can't believe this. Um, so I think for Sabalenka to get through that semi-final, having been bageled in the first set, I think that's massive. Uh, I think that's a huge plus for her. Um, to come back in the way she did. And I think she's celebrated early in the third set as well, thinking that because it's a first to 10 tie break in the third set. I think she celebrated when she hit seven in, in, the, in the third set tie break. Uh, do you remember Danielle Collins doing against Mukova in the Australian Open as well? Um, I think that's a big psychological thing for Sabalenka. And we know her record in slam finals. She's played one. She's won one at the Australian Open. Coco Goff in her one grand slam final at the French Open a couple of years ago was was marmalized by Igor Sviontek. Now, the head-to-heads, I think we can ignore the one from this season, Indian Wells. I mean, this is a very, very different Coco Goff since she's linked up with Pear River and Brad Gilbert. You can see that the, the change in her game has been huge. Um, she looks far more comfortable. She looks more aggressive. She's playing just, she's playing much, much better tennis. Um, I think last year, I mean, a couple of years ago, Goff won in Rome in straight sets. That Indian Wells encounter this this year was the only one-sided encounter out of the five. The rest have been pretty close. Um, it's very hard to see how this match is going to go because there are so many ways this match could go, Just even just judging by what happened last night. Um, I think Sabalenka, now she's got through that semi-final I think she's just got a bit more, I think with the roof being closed, I just think there are small positives for Sabalenka. And last night she was against the crowd as well. You know, she 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 dealt with it very well. And I, I think she said in the press conference, oh, I hope some of you support me in the final. No one's going to be supporting Sabalenka in the final. It doesn't will, really I will, matter. I will. You will, yes, because you picked her at the start of the tournament. So, you know, it's. I think she can handle that. She's been in this situation before. I think Sabalenka will win this, but you just never know if, you know, the pressure, if her stirve starts faltering, 
it could go the other way. And Goff has ups and downs as well. I mean, these are two players who have their fair share of ups and downs in a match, even in a set. So predicting what's going to happen, I think, is very difficult. Well, there's 51 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website for you to have a little look over and see if you can find any value at all. We've spoke about a few of the high, the the, the main markets there, but uh, I think this is going to be quite a nervy first set. I don't think anyone's going to blow anyone away. I think there could be a few a few errors. I think there's a I think this could be a long match. Now there's obviously different ways to go. You can bet the total games over the total games, total sets over two and a half total sets at plus one thirty five, which probably would interest me because I feel where this might go is I feel that if Goff sees the winning line in sight, she could freeze. I could see it. I could see her actually getting very tight. And the same with Sabalenka. I think she's <laughs> had problems. I think double faults come in. I can see her getting very tight again with the New York crowd but against her. And Goff is, a, I mean, I know she did play well against Madison Keys, but Goff is a different animal to, to Madison Keys in terms of the, the popularity, what they have out there. So I think this is, I think both of them have got huge question marks um, over them in terms of their, their their mental capacity. And I, I feel this could be a long match. And I, I feel the total sets here at plus 135 could be could be a decent way because as we've seen already, some sets winning six love, six love. I think that, that could be an interesting angle. I think in set one, if you want to bet over nine and a half sets, I think the first set will be nine and a half games. Sorry. I think the first set will be very, very, very tight. That's how I see it going. Um, I know you haven't got an official pick here, but you know, you think it's quite difficult to call. You think that the odds are about right. Where, where do you, what's your sort of way of thinking? You're like, how, where are you, who are you leaning towards and how do you see the match going? I, I actually, I was just thinking that first set over nine and a half games might be a good one. I mean, I'm just looking at the previous matches that would have cashed in four out of their five previous matches. The only time it wouldn't have uh, was Ostrava indoors 2020 when actually funny enough, Goff won the first set 6-1 and then Sabalenka won the next two 7-5, 7-6. But every other time that would have cashed over nine and a half games. Um I mean, mate, yeah, this I mean the first set could be deep. As you say, it's gonna be nervy. Um but then Sabalenka was bageled in the first set last night. So it's, it's you just don't know with these two. If I had to lean one way or the other, it would be Sabalenka for the reasons I've said. But it's just, we've seen the change in Goff. You know, she's, she's much, she just looks much more happy and just more competitive confident you know she's attacking so much more that forehand that everyone was saying was a massive weakness I mean it's still not great don't get me wrong and and again and in Mukova you could see Mukova targeting that goth forehand repeatedly last night and a lot you know it did break down at times other times you know it, it worked so you know it the forehand is better than it was it still a bit of a weakness and i'm sure sabalenka will, will will try and target that but all round as you say she's probably got the bet you know she's got a better all-round game she was very good at the net against mukova she she won more points at the net than mukova which is you know almost unheard of anyone to have you know to get more points at the net than mukova sabalenka's not bad at the net either and she, sabalenka can play a drop shot so sabalenka is you know she is all about power she's you know she hits the ball incredibly hard she does have subtlety to her game as well and and she can change it up um not to the same extent as a mukova but you know sabalenka is going to be going for winners predominantly and in if she's if her radar's on 
she'll almost certainly win. When Sabalenka's on her game, there's I don't think there's anyone that can stop her, you know, when she's hitting winners from all angles, you know, possibly someone like Ostapenko um, or maybe a Rybakina, you know, you're looking at those big hitters, you know, once, you know, when they're in the zone, they're almost impossible to stop. So if Sabalenka's on her game and, and there's no reason to think that she won't be because, you know, although we, you know, Everything was going very smoothly until last night when, you know, the wheels almost came off against Madison Keys. Now, maybe that was down to being the semi-final and the psychological element there. But I think she'll get her game back on. And I, I think Sabalenka will win two or three sets. I couldn't be sure. But I, I can see the angle for the first set being tight because there's going to be a lot of nerves out there. Well, if we look at all the sets that they played in the history of the five matches they played, they played 13 sets in total. Ten of them have cashed over nine and a half. And in six of them, it's cashed over ten and a half. Now, this is arguably the biggest match they ever, well, it is the biggest match they've ever played. The pressure's on them both. The nerves are going to be, no one's going to go all out from the first bell, I don't think. I think it'd be cagey until it gets about 3-3. And I said that might take a little bit of chances. So I think if you're looking at the stats and you're taking the, 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 the conditions and the match itself, I think that over nine and a half and over 10 and a half first set does offer some value here. 10 out of 13 cashing over nine and a half, six out of 13 cashing over 10 and a half. You can get really nice prices available on that. Also, if it's a long game, it brings in a double faults, um, over 10 and a half double faults in the final minus 104, which does sound a lot. But when you consider that Sabalenka and Goff serves can completely go under pressure, if we go into a long match in a, over two, over two and a half set match, a three set match, that total double faults may be a little of a play as well at minus one hundred four. Could be, yeah. I mean, we know that Sabalenka, when she's under pressure, does throw in a couple of double faults. I mean, she threw in a couple yesterday. I mean, she didn't actually serve that many. I think she only served three in the end yesterday, so it wasn't as many as I thought. Two had two double faults yesterday. Um, not sure Goff served any. She served two as well. So, but as you say, this is. Pressure-wise, this is a different level, so you'd expect to see. I still think that double fault count is high, but the funny one, actually, because I saw someone tipped up unders on service breaks between Keys and Sabalenka, and I thought that looked a really good bet. And then, of course, you know, Keys and Sabalenka, two of the, you know, the better servers on the tour. And obviously, we had a bagel in the first set. We had a load of service breaks. So, you know, it's... I think this is a very hard match to predict. Very hard. I think the hardest so far. Uh, there's no I just angle. I just don't don't really see an angle. I think yeah, maybe the first set overs overs games might, would be the way to go. But well, if you're not going to have a bet, Rory, I'm yeah. going to throw in a bet for us. I'm going to throw on, an then. official bet. I'm going to go. I've, I'm gonna, I've done a little bit of maths. Here. I'm going to go for the first set and have half a unit. Well, have one unit on over nine and a half. Games at minus 113. 76% chance that in the matches they played, 13 sets is cash 76%, which should be about a minus $3 match. And I think given the, the final, I think minus 113 is a decent bet. And I'm going to have a half a unit on over 10 and a half games at plus 265. That's a 46% chance that has happened. So that's about, about plus 125 in their matches. And given the final, given the match, both of them be nervy. Both of them, both of them have got history of. Uh, of giving away cheap points and also hitting fantastic winners as well. I'm going to go for that. So I think the first set, we're going to take the first set to be tight. And then why don't we just go, why don't we just go all out for it? We, why don't we have a half a point as well on the final set to be a tiebreaker plus 480? First set to be a tiebreaker plus 480. 
Go they on, might mate. as well go out of height. <laughs> We're going to go from one, so one unit over nine and a half set one, half a unit over uh, 12 and a half, sorry, over 10 and a half, and half a unit over um, over 12 and a half, get a tie break. So we've got, we're going to catch, so we've got all those sort of in our favour. So nine and a half, 10 and a half, 12 and a half. There we go. That's it. Yeah, so I, it's, it's, why not? I mean, it's, it's a tricky match, but I did look at that over 10 and a half at plus 265. I saw that and thought that did look big considering their history. Um, obviously, tie breaks are, are difficult to predict. I thought the 10 and a half looked big compared to the over nine and a half. But yeah. Well, there's been three tie breaks in their 13 sets as well. So that's yeah. value as well. And we're yeah. getting the value. That's what we're doing. We're going yes. over nine, over nine and a half, over 10 and a half, over 12 and a half. We want the first set tie breaks and cashed a lot. If we get 10 games, we, 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 if we get 10 games, we, we lose time. Even, we? Yeah. If we get 12, we're in the cash. That's, that's what we're going. So that's the, that's the plan. That's the plan of attack. So, so we're looking for a very tight first set. Um, Rory has said it's a very, very hard game to call. And we put a poll up on our Twitter account at Because We Win. We're asking you who you think is going to win the women's single finals. You've got 17 hours, 32 minutes uh, at the time of recording to, to cast your vote. And surprisingly, uh, Rory, um, the, the at the moment, 62% of people have gone for Sabalenka and 38% have gone for Goff. Now, when you consider we are uh, very heavily... American populated orientated like uh, people who follow us. Uh, that's our audience is very much American. 62% of you have gone for Sabalenka, 38% have gone for Goff. Now that relates in betting terms to uh, 13 to 8 and 8 to 13. So that is plus one, plus 162 uh, for uh, Goff and minus 162 for Sabalenka. So that would mean that the, the, the price on Sabalenka may minus 130 perhaps represent represent some value but you've got some time to cast your vote on that so give us a vote on that and uh let us know what you think about uh who you think will win and obviously i'm Betrippers, surprised at that I yeah I, 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 I really thought it'd surprised. be a bit closer i thought it'd be a bit closer but i, I think uh, we're recording this at one o'clock now so I'm, I'm guessing that most of the american betters will be waking up now and i'm sure that golf would would obviously but that, that's got 17 hours yet currently it's 68 percent and 32% in favour of Zabalenka. Uh, remember, Bet Rivers have an offer. Uh, it's an in-play offer. This is your last chance now uh, with this, the men's semifinals and the men's finals. So you've got three last chances, one of your last chances. Place a bet in play uh, up to $25, and you get uh, 50% matched uh, as a free bet for you later on in the, in the competition. So make sure you, you capitalise on that offer that Bet Rivers have, where you get 50% uh, of a free of a bet in play at uh, up to $25 and, and some of the in-play opportunities in this match will be better than ever. The in-play lesser day must have been crazy in the keys match. Absolutely crazy. Six love, seven, six, seven, six game over. So um, interesting markets. It's a difficult match to end with Rory. It really is, but um, I'm cheering Sabalenka. I did say at the start of the tournament, I did say when we'd done the thing, I thought she was the professional each way bet. I thought if you looked at the draw, given Schwantek, Goff, all those tough players in the, in the, in, the, in that bracket, I thought the bottom half of the draw to get the each way play to get plus two fifty for her to get the final, you, you, you've you've got it. I've got I've actually better quite nice little position on her. Am I hedging? Hedging Hedging's for gardeners. Gardens. Yes, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not hedging. I'm not hedging whatsoever. And so, uh, no hedging. If you've got the position, if you if you're already on this bet, so I, I wouldn't suggest hedging at all. Maybe in play. Uh, we see in, and get get a bit of that offer as well. If you've got a nice position with hedging, playing also get a little bit of a bonus as well. So, Rory. 
no official pick from you, but we're, I'm going to go for the uh, for the matches. But listen, thank you very much for your contributions and all your time over the US Open. It was a great start. We we hit the highs of a brilliant first round. We stayed in profit for the tournament, but just uh, the outrights let us down. Three picks, get to the semifinals, get to the quarterfinals, and the other one obviously bows out early on when she was in a great winning position as well. It wasn't to be on the on the futures market. But anyway, it's been fun. Uh, enjoy uh, your break off. There's no tennis next week, so uh, enjoy your break off. There's, the, I think it's in Davis Cup. I think so. we're not we, we're we're having a week off next week after the U.S. Open. So uh, enjoy your break, and uh, we'll be back uh, with Rory in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, thank you very much for watching. And remember, you can subscribe to this channel on um, the YouTube channel or the podcast, whichever you uh, download. Download this podcast on uh, betting weekly game bet match uh, you can download the podcast there on your preferred podcast provider you can also subscribe to our youtube channel which is the betting weekly studios thank you very much for everybody who has subscribed to that already and on our social pages on our instagram on our twitter we share the same handle at because we win and on those pages there you'll be able to cast your vote on who you think will win the women's singles will it be a, a Corey Goff? Or will it be Arena Zabalenka? Uh, we'll wait and see. All right, thanks again. Take care. Enjoy your week off and all the best to everybody. Take care.